Welcome to Theatre Club Podcast. We bring you theatre news, theatre reviews, and theatre-themed booze. Hello and welcome to another episode of Theatre Club Podcast. We're recording this one over the Easter weekend. Jesus has risen, praise his name. I feel like every weekend needs to be a four-day weekend. This is this is my... This is like... How it should be. It's optimal, isn't Friday, it? Friday, Saturday, I think you've got two more days. It's so, so it nice. needs to be like this every week. So for we, sure. we're at my house, um, and no trip to my house is complete without you needing to do something. Cut, and... Get some from the shop on the way. Oh, that doesn't count. Oh, right. No, what are I you mean, talking about? I mean, like when you get here, there's always some sort of like. We've hung out your washing. Oscar, that's not it either. Oh, what, what is there to do then? Well, I'm having my shower redone on Wednesday, so oh, we need to move like all the mirrors and. Oh, I didn't know about that. Yeah. This is all news to me. No beds to be changed or anything like that this time. Oh, right. But yeah, but we'll be doing that like... before we get into our Easter eggs and watch a film. Fun, okay. Good. Well, I've got. We usually start with your top tip, but I'm going to do one for this episode <sighs> a top tip, only because it was something that I saw that I was really excited by, because it's a show I've actually seen before that is coming back, and you didn't see it first time around. Okay, um, well, I am, I am interested, so I'll allow it. So my top tip is, um, it's just gone on sale, it's The Curious Case of Benjamin Button, a new musical, book and lyrics by Jethro Compton, and music and lyrics by Darren Clark. And this was on at Southwark Playhouse in 2019, I think. And I saw it and did a review for episode 37 of the Theatre Club podcast. Um, so yeah, a couple so of years back. So is this the exact same thing you saw coming back? Yes. Yeah, so, it's a bring back, as we <clears> say in the biz. And I absolutely loved it. It was like a really small, I can't think, there was a very small cast of six. And I think they played the instruments. And there was like, it was sort of that total theatre, like there was puppets involved. It was folk music, really simple set. Um, lots of multi-rolling from the cast, obviously playing all the different people that Benjamin Button meets throughout his life. Um, for anyone who doesn't know, it's the story of a man who ages backwards. So he's born as an old man and then gets younger as he goes throughout life. And yeah, the musical was just really, really good. And I remember thinking, I really hope this goes somewhere or we get another production because it was a short run. It was in the smaller space at the Southern Playhouse. So I'm so happy to see this come back because it's one of those shows that I still remember seeing. So when can I see it? So this is on at Southern Playhouse, but not the usual one we go to. They've now opened their new venue, which is called Southern Playhouse Elephant. And the original one is now called Southern Playhouse Borough. But they're both in Elephant and Castle. Yeah, but the original one's closer to London, to Borough, to the Borough Market. Oh, okay. So that's the first and one. And this one's going to you... be right by the tube. <clears throat> Cross over the roundabout Elephant Castle, a bit further south, and you're at Southwark Playhouse Elephant. So I'm so excited to go into that new space and see this production. And it looks like this time it's got a slightly bigger cast than it did originally. So maybe, you know, it's slightly expanded. And yeah, I'm just really excited to see it. This is 100% one that I would recommend. Tell me when it's on. It starts on the 22nd of May. So okay. And it runs until the 1st of July. And tickets, as always, at Southern Playhouse are super cheap, or what I would call cheap in my opinion. So all the previews are £16, which is very affordable. The first preview, they're doing this thing called, what's it called? Like, uh, oh, I can't think what it's called, but the fir- I can't find what it's called on the website. But the first preview, all tickets are £7.50. Although what? That, yeah, which is quite fun. How come? Why are they? I guess they just it's just like get a, a thing called like I can't remember what the name is, but it's basically like if you want to be the person to try out a brand new show that's just started in the very very first preview because it's all kind of new work there. So it's like rewarding you for being I mean, taking a chance on a brand new show without yeah. any word of mouth. You cannot see a show for less than 
15 pounds now there aren't that many seats left obviously on the 22nd of may for that first one but previews from the 23rd of may are only £16 for any seat in the house, which is amazing, I think. That's incredible. And then once the run begins, tickets are £28 standard, and then obviously they've got concessions for like 22 quid. But £28, like you said, it's not that much for a show. Most day seats now on today ticks, they're getting 25 up, quid. Sometimes 30 So £28 is really good. I've not been in that space, but it looks like a kind of similar studio space. You'll get a pretty good seat wherever. Curious case of Benjamin Button, a new musical at Southwark Playhouse. I just really highly, highly, highly recommend it. I'm booking tickets. It's very innovative. It's very, yeah, I just loved it. And I hope it kind of lives up to the memory I have of it. Um, And I'll definitely be going to see that starting 22nd of May at Southwark Playhouse Elephant. New venue. I'll come with you. Yeah, for sure. So let me tell you about Betty Blue Eyes that I went to see. Betty Blue Eyes, Betty Blue Eyes. I still remember remember it. So you went to see the original production of this musical, which was 2012, I want to say. It was a Cameron Mackintosh production. It's based on an Alan Bennett uh, film called A Private Function from the early 80s, I believe. And it's booked by Ron Cohn and Daniel Lipman, who are American authors interestingly considering this is all set in Yorkshire and music by George Styles and Anthony Drew and the original production had Sarah Lancashire and Reese Shearsmith in it and yes. I was very jealous I didn't see that because that sounds like a good bit of casting I and Styles and Drew are the pair that wrote Mary Poppins and yes the new Mary Poppins songs yes. yeah and they did half sixpence new songs for that that we really enjoyed yes I really like their music so this is it's a very kind of quirky story very sort of Alan Bennett set in 1947 just after second world war the queen or princess Elizabeth is marrying prince Philip and the town's throwing a banquet and then our main couple um what they call Joyce and Gilbert Shilvers they are just moved to this town and slightly on the outskirts of they want to be in the kind of upper echelon of this town and they're not invited to this banquet and they feel very sort of maligned. He's a shropodist who's sort of going door to door and she wants him to set up his own business. And then Betty Blue Eyes is a pig and it's the pig that they're rearing to eat for this banquet. And they decide sort of at the end of that one that they're going to steal this pig. If they're not going to be invited to the banquet, then they'll, you know, they'll show them and they'll steal this prize pig. Um, so yeah, it's very, it's funny, it's quirky. But the way you've said it could make it sound like a serious play. This is farcical. This is so well, yes, funny. because they steal the pig and keep it in their house. And it's all so in blankets and they're hiding it and then someone yeah. comes to the door and there's like the woman giving piano lessons. Yes, um, Joyce Sherville. Uh, so he's a shropodist. There's lots of jokes about the fact that he works with feet. Yes. And again, there's like a doctor in the town, so he feels like he's not quite a real doctor. So That's it's kind it. of, you know, there's a class struggle. That's very Alan Bennett, the kind of Yorkshire-like feeling that they're not good enough yes. for, you know, for, um, I can't remember what the name of the sort of hoity-toity mother is whose daughter she teaches piano to. Veronica. Veronica is the little girl, and it's the... Um, God, I've got, how many years ago did I see that? And I can 2012, still... I know, it's quite impressive, 11 years later. Well, it's I, obviously left an impact on you. I just remember laughing so much at the the mother, the, the grandmother, who has really yes. bad memory. Yeah. And there's sort of a you know an ongoing joke about her. And then there's the Pig in the House song. Yeah, because... That was... I, we were just roaring. Well, this is a brand new production, obviously, I should say... 
at the Union Theatre, which is Sasha Reagan's theatre. And Sasha Reagan is the artistic director and she directs all the all-male productions of Gilbert and Sullivan that we have uh, reviewed many of them in this podcast. We absolutely love those productions. We really like her style and, yeah, she's she always does something inventive. Yeah, and she directed this. And the Union Theatre is a very small theatre in Southwark. It's under a railway arch. It's a really small venue, but yet they've got a cast of 18 in this. Because I was thinking, is this going to be a small, tiny mm. theatre obviously are we going to have like multi-role playing and stuff there wasn't really any multi-role it was 18 people in the company mm. which was quite impressive and yeah. it makes it feel you know even though you're in a smaller space it feels kind of like a proper musical production and mm. you're not sort of scrimped on any of those big kind of numbers of which there aren't that many no. but when the town all sing together and when she sings Nobody, which is a song that Elaine Page plays quite a lot, so I've heard that before, the kind of company come in and that that turns into like a bit of a sort of showgirl glitzy number. So that was really fun. And it's quite a young company across the board, and I thought they were all really good. Our main couple was Amelia Atherton and Sam Kipling. Sam Kipling we have seen in some of her Gilbert Sullivan productions. Oh, okay. And he was a really good Gilbert um, Shilvers and I thought, who else did I really enjoy? Josh Perry, who played Henry Allardyce. He was the one, remember, he's the one that's kind of in love with Betty, the pig. He doesn't want to kill her. Yeah. He gets some really good comedy lines, and they sing the song Betty Blue Eyes together. I thought he was really good. And then also George Dawes, who played uh, Suckliffe, the policeman, I thought he gave a really good performance. So they kind of all very much stood out to me. So I thought worth mentioning. Oh, and also one more to mention, Johnny Weston, who played uh, Mr. Nuttall. Again, that was a performance I really like, picked out and mm-hmm. thought he really kind of gave it some nuance. Because I think in that small space, oddly, you kind of want to go bigger with your performance rather than smaller because you don't have the high tech kind of lighting and sound design to to pick up those moments for you like you do in a bigger production. You have to be that. This, is, uh, this production's not mic'd. It's a small band, I think a band of three maybe just percussion, piano and wind. So oh, just really? Yeah, so quite a small band oh, and I they weren't envisaged that. No, and they weren't mic'd. So you have to really like have your own presence and I think the lighting was quite limited and it was a shame because the set I think could have been more open because there were areas of the set they couldn't quite light properly. Mm. So for me, that was the kind of restriction of the union as a venue. Yeah. That some of those there was like an upper level of the set that didn't quite get picked up by the lighting. But that's why I thought those people I just mentioned, they kind of shone through regardless Mm -hmm. um, and really made sort of bigger moments of their pieces. But yeah, it's a very sweet story. I think the Alan Bennett, you can tell it's based, even though it's not written by him, this book, it's based on his work. And you can see that kind of those funny eccentricities are still in it. And like you said, that song, There's a Pig in the House, is really funny. Yeah. Um, And it kind of really builds and Styles and Drew... I think write really good music. It's not maybe like super poppy. They haven't written no. any like Defying Gravity style hits in any of their shows. But what they do do is kind of carry things along and give it that very British feel. And yeah, they're just funny. Some good, clever lyrics and some sort of catchy little catchy little numbers, which is what a piece like this requires, I think. Yeah, I really remember the songs from it. And guess who was sat two rows in front of me? Um, Alan Bennett. No, Cameron McIntosh. Oh, wow. Yeah, and he was sat next to... So why do you think he's there? Well, so he produced the original. So this is obviously a property that he owns. Ah. So I don't know why he whether he just came out of goodwill to kind of see an old production of his mounted again in a small theatre or whether he's thinking, okay, like this could be 
do we bring this back? Is this an mm. opportunity just to see the work again afresh? And like, how interesting. Apparently, he wants to do a film adaptation as well. I, I wouldn't recognise him if I sat next to him. Who, Cameron Macintosh? No, I don't think I would. And oh, no, I recognised him, but I didn't recognise he was sat with, looking at the programme, he was sat with one of Styles and Drew, but I, can't, I don't know who's who in this photograph of Styles and Drew. Oh. So one of the writers of the music was there as well. Oh my goodness. So, so were you there on like a press night? Yeah. Mm. So they obviously came to kind of check in on the work and see how it was doing. So I, I think it was a really cute show. It was like, it was very funny. Well, look at you. Very... You're at Oklahoma with Joanne Lumley the next week. No, it wasn't Joanne Lumley. It was Dawn French I saw there. She oh. was on my row. Same thing. And Twiggy. <laughs> Um, yeah, so, uh, yeah, I think I really liked it. It was, I think there was limitations to the size of that theatre, which I've seen, the last thing I saw at the Union was Gentlemen Prefer Blondes, and that was like a big Broadway musical done in a tiny space, but it felt like they were kind of working with that space mm-hmm. in a fun way. This felt a little bit like they wanted to be on a bigger stage and didn't have it. Mm-hmm. Whereas, I, so I thought, just pair the set back. I don't need like a big, elaborate stage set in such a small space. I'd rather have less and see you do more inventive stuff like Sasha usually does with her Gilbert and Sullivan mm-hmm. things. So they just because they didn't really have the lighting to to work that set properly. Okay, so that's an interesting point. But overall, you loved it. Yeah, I think if you like these smaller theatres, if you like a musical done at a Southwark Playhouse or a Menier or something like that, then definitely check this one out. And again, because it's a small theatre, tickets are quite affordable twenty six, twenty five pounds or twenty six with a booking fee. How long is it on for? It runs until the twenty second of April, so two weeks more from Easter. So yeah, I think anyone who enjoys a smaller musical, but for for some people it might be a bit jarring to not have um, mic'd up singers. Mm. You have to lend your ear in a tiny bit more and one or two of the performers got buried once or twice by the music a little bit. But um, most of them kind of rose above that and really projected out. It's only a small space. And I think actually sometimes better to to not mic in a tiny space where you've not got the capacity to get the levels really good. I agree actually. And I don't, I don't want you to be like blown away. I'd rather kind of lean in a bit. Yeah, I agree. So yeah, that was really good. That was Betty Blue Eyes at the Union Theatre, which is in Southwark. And it runs, it's on now, running till the 22nd of April. Great. Um, should we do a cocktail? Because yes. there's a scene in it at the end when they all come to the house to confront her about the pig. And she's trying to distract everybody. She keeps offering everyone sweet sherries. Mm-hmm. And I thought, hmm, sweet sherry. Oh, that's could, a perfect drink for this I could this do afternoon. something with some sweet sherry. Okay, great. And then I'll tell you about um, Guys and Dolls, which I went back to see. I can't believe you've been again. <laughs> I'm a glutton. Cheers. Cheers, boo. Happy Easter. Happy Easter. So this cocktail is just sweet sherry, which is what they were drinking in Betty Blue Eyes. And then I thought Yorkshire, Yorkshire tea. So this is just equal parts of cold black tea, mm-hmm. sweet sherry, and then a squeeze of lemon juice just to like bring the two together. Mm. I have to say, it's nice, but it's it's too watery. Like it's very, it's not sweet enough. Oh, do you think more? it probably needs more sherry? More sherry, less tea. You got too excited making your cold tea and it tastes more of tea than it does of sherry. Yeah, but then I also thought, look, we've got, I've seen your alcohol cupboard. We've got a long night ahead of us. (laughs) Um, We're going to do, what are we doing later? Disrano Sours. We're doing Amaretto Sours with passion fruit and Mm -hmm. then I've bought some Malibu and we're going to make, we're going to blend up, um, going to blend up and make pina coladas and play PlayStation. Oh yes. Also, we're going to make those pina colada things that we made for our review for um, Guys and Dolls. Which leads very nicely into I the fact I was that you to went to see Guys and Dolls, Dolls again. 
So somebody that I know really wanted to see it. They'd seen it with me actually when Rebel Wilson was in it. Oh yeah, which was at uh, what theatre is that? Phoenix. Yes. Theater. Where I Come From Away. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Was on. Yeah. So we went back and. I was planning on getting the seats that you had recommended on that first circle. Well, this show is practically sold out. You are literally grappling around for tickets. Yeah, especially for the kind of coming weeks. Yes. If you book really far ahead, it's on until September, perhaps you could get like seated. So I thought I'm going to have to go immersive mm-hmm. and do the, the standing, standing which um, on the actual website for the theatre was sold out. But weirdly on Today Ticks, I could get them. They're £39.50 and you have to take your coat and your bag and everything off at the door and then you're immersive but you're not actually part of the show. No. It's not like people are coming up to you and you're having to interact with actors. The difference in seeing that show standing to seating is complete. It's like I've seen a different show. Really? It's so much better. Standing? Yeah, I mean, I love sitting as well but standing just... I think it just made all the numbers come alive. That's really interesting because we've been to see all their other productions they've done in this similar style. Mm. The Shakespeare ones. We we saw all of those standing. We didn't see Julius Caesar, which was their yeah, first. Oh, did we? Yeah, with Ben Whishaw. <laughs> did I see that? Yeah, we saw Julius Caesar and then A Midsummer Night's Dream. But yeah, I just couldn't believe how much I enjoyed it. I just couldn't stop smiling. And it's quite soon after. It's quite unusual to see something again so soon after. I usually leave it a bit longer, but it's only been a a couple of weeks since we saw it. I did absolutely love it. So I was like ready to go again pretty much straight after we'd seen it. Oh, well, I'm definitely going again. And you have to go standing. Oh, I will definitely. Well, that was my plan all along. Do you know what was funny is, you know how the Cubana scene for me is my favourite scene when they do that big dance number and then there's a fight and... I'd sort of said to it kind of lacked, I don't know, choreography and I didn't really get it. Yeah. Seeing it up close, I had your experience where you were like, oh no, it was really cool that it was in a gay bar. And then she gets a bit jealous that he's dancing with that guy. And yeah. I kind of saw it all a bit more. I was like, oh, I get it now. You fell more into it. Yeah. I mean, it didn't help, as we mentioned, that we were in really cold seats as well. So yeah, we weren't like the most comfortable where we were sat. Yes. Yeah, that's true. So... I'm definitely going to go again and see it standing. I'm so glad that you've enjoyed it this much second time round so soon after. What was good as well is because I'd seen it, you know how when they say things are like in the round, mm. but we all know they play to an angle. They just do. Yeah. And I feel with this production, they definitely do play towards the, if you're looking at the centre of it, whether the orchestra is in the at the back in the centre, yeah. they're playing towards that orchestra and particularly the left-hand corner. So I felt like when I came in, I just literally walked down the stairs, stood in the left-hand corner, and that I felt like I had... There wasn't a single scene where I thought, oh, I'm sat looking at the back of someone's head, or... Did you, did you feel like you stayed on one part of the stage, yes. or did you walk around? No, I you stayed kind of there. stayed. Yeah, because yeah. I knew they're going to sit in Mindy's diner, and I'm going to see... Oh, so you had a little bit of inside knowledge. Yeah, I knew I didn't want to be on that side of the diner, so... Yeah. I just stayed there and it worked out for me. Yeah. I saw the big hot box number right from the front. Interesting. So as you come straight into the auditorium, sort of just hover to the down left. Down to the stairs, go down to the left. But you know, it would have. I probably would have seen it if I'd gone on to the right. I probably would have had a great experience, yeah. to be honest. What I didn't realise is that apparently before the show down in the standing pit, they were selling like pretzels and you could buy things. Like you could eat before. <sighs> Oscar, it's so funny you should say that. Why? I saw Did that you get a pretzel? No. Oh. It's a very sad story. I went upstairs and I saw something saying pit 
pretzels in the pit. Mm-hmm. So I said to the guy, where, and they went, yeah, they're selling them downstairs. So I went downstairs where there's a bar. Yeah. The queue for that bar was so aggressive. And when you got, like, people were literally like, I was next, you know, Ooh. everyone was argy-bargy. Yeah. When I finally mm-hmm. get to the front, they're selling hot dogs. Everyone goes wild. I want a hot dog. I want a hot dog. And the guy's like, I only have five left. Mm. So he's now got a back order of these hot dogs. And I'm I'm just stood there being like, yeah, I don't I don't want that. I just want the, the pretzels. Yeah. And finally, it's my turn. The bell's ding-dinging. Mm-hmm. Like, I haven't been to the bathroom. And he goes, oh, no, they're sold inside. I was like... Oh, I thought they were sort of at the bar down here, but apparently they're... No, they're in the pit. It's oh. in like New York street vendors, kind of with a pretzel That's so stand. Cool. Yeah. I love pretzels. I know. So, well, when I go standing, I might have to have a pretzel before. The other thing worth mentioning is when I finally did get back into the auditorium, I was like, oh, that's so annoying. I kind of wasted the interval. They had a tap dancer. Yes, yes. We didn't really mention that in the first one. That that was quite a fun way when you go back in for the second half. They're already sort of performing. Yeah, that's how so, they bring the audience back in because you can hear it start up. Yeah, that was cool. Yeah, loved seeing it from um, an immersive point of view. Loved the bridge theatre. I felt like the staff this time round well, I feel like when we went at the beginning, it was just a bit chaotic. I feel with like the bag it might check. have been the first show that night. I think night it was. Some, it was something like that. I think Whereas it was it the was, first ever show. It was great this time around. Oh, well, I'm definitely going to go again. Super thorn. Yeah, you, I just enjoyed all the performances more. Yeah. And also, I never didn't see the chemistry between, the sexual chemistry between um, Nathan Detroit, sorry, between Sky Masterson and the um, Mission Sarah Doll. Brown. Yes. Before, I was just like, they're just, you know, a musical couple. When you watch them dancing together and you watch the chemistry, it's actually... Ooh. Mm. Well, that's, in, you know, we reviewed it based on the first ever performance. We didn't go to a press night or anything. For, they hadn't had any previews. So it is interesting watch to go back and see a show again. the choreography where she's again. going around that... Um, I, if I were a bell. If I were a bell, and there's some really good moments of choreography in there. It's really like holding her tightly. And so I enjoyed that the first time around, but you didn't as much. So I feel like you've you've sort of really. Where was I? I don't know. You've just you were in. We were in freezing cold seats. I, was I think really it just cold. doesn't help. Yeah. Oh well, I can't wait to again. Mm-hmm. Cannot wait. So that's guys and dolls still at the, at the bridge theatre till the second of September. Till the second of September. That's a good long run. But I might go again sooner now rather than later, just in case I do want to get a third go in. Yeah, I think you should. Okay. Well, what have we got coming up in our next episode? Do you reckon what we've got to look forward to? Secret Life of Bees, and this is based on a book which I've not read, but um, we thought we'd take a chance. And Almeida always do great stuff, and it's interesting they're doing sort of two musicals this season they've did their Tammy Faye musical and now they've got this coming up so we didn't get to see Tammy Faye sadly so I'll be interested to see this one um and that's in next week no two weeks two time. weeks time and then maybe we'll try and see something else as well yeah because we don't have anything else booked so yeah we'll see what we can uh get our hands on oh my god I need to tell you something funny I read in the news today what? right singer Melody Thornton who was in the Pussycat Dolls yeah has apologised after rowdy audience member halted her performance of the Bodyguard musical. So in, she's in the Bodyguard. She's in the Bodyguard. She's playing Whitney in the UK. Uh, yeah, so this okay. happened in Manchester, and she was unable to complete the show because in the last ten minutes, two audience members wouldn't stop singing. Really? So they had to close the show. There's footage. What? There's footage of them removing the woman who was who couldn't stop singing. Wow! Oh my god, that's so embarrassing. Staff representative. 
staff said that they were disappointed the last 10 minutes of the show needed to be cancelled due to disruptive customers refusing to stay seated, spoiling the performance for others. Wow. Now, I don't want to be snobby, but this musical, you can see it was going to get rowdy. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah. They've treated this as a big night out. We love Whitney, We, you know, and they've gone and had a few too many wines and they've got too into it. But what I couldn't believe is... Now, like, it is hard sometimes if you're hearing, I want to dance with somebody, not to sing along. It does happen at these shows. Like when I went to Tina Turner, there's posters up kind of deterring people from doing exactly this. Yeah, you want to get up and dance. And they have a big number at the end. Like, Yeah, you can get up at the end of Bodyguard. Yeah, But the last 10 minutes of this show, do you know what the song is? What? I will always love you. Oh yeah. So this woman Someone just got up in the middle of the big emotional climax. She this woman was singing from the beginning and I'm like, that's a big thing. <laughs> and she sings so oh, God, much. She must have sounded terrible. <laughs> this woman and they've had to like apparently there were audible gasps from other members and people were all stood up and looking and then this wow. footage of the bouncers trying to get her out. She's got like a sort of Victoria Beckham sort of two thousand and seven integrated white like blonde bob. Oh yeah. She's got a blazer jacket on. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um she just just wow. to have a good night out. And these shows always offer you the bit at the end where you do get to get up. So it's like, come on, just hold it together. I just think hold it's a it case together. of people don't go, who don't go to the theatre very often. There's yeah. an etiquette. I guess if that's the only thing you see, then you think, oh, they're all kind of similar thing. And, oh, we stood up in Dirty Dancing, I seem to remember. So why can't I stand up in this? It's like, no, that was at the end, hon. And also people are like talking, watching films and talking at home a lot. And they don't realise that the theatre is different that you're not at home you're not yeah just with the people that you've gone to the theater with you're with like hundreds of other people yeah we'll set dirty dancing everyone around me was just pretty much chatting throughout the whole thing we got free press tickets to that so i was kind of like yeah it is what it is but if i'd spent like some good money i'd be a little bit annoyed yeah yeah that's why i'm not keen always to go see things like bodyguard because i just worry Mm. so we've just got secret life of bees in our next episode and then maybe something else tbc tbc Thanks again for listening to this episode of Theatre Club Podcast, and we'll be back soon. Happy Easter. Happy Easter. (laughs) 